reconnecting with the indigenous within each of us by healing and transmuting the pain that the collective has felt across this planet. Welcome, soul family, brother, sister. It is a pleasure that you have taken your time and energy to tune into this podcast because it is a very important transmission that I'm going to be bringing through. And we're going to go deep into some things that have been occurring up here where I live in Western Canada that has been bringing to light once again the subjugation of the indigenous of this planet. And we're also going to go into this concept of what is indigenous and that we are all indigenous and how that by honoring and activating the indigenous within and honoring and activating the indigenous within the land that you reside on, you currently have your feet on in the physical, we can really connect with and contribute to collective healing by healing ourselves. Many of us are walking around right now, if not all of us, with ancestral pain, where we are literally carrying this pain of suffering and trauma in ourselves from those who came before us. And now we're at this point with this conscious awakening where we have this opportunity as leaders, as masculine leaders, as divine feminine leaders to go into this pain, to heal it, to let it wash through all of the cells, to let it clear out of our cells so we can come in to deeper alignment. And part of this process is also transmuting pain of others and suffering and coming to empathize with the pain and the situations and some of the tyranny and control that others have that others have experienced and one of the most pervasive examples is literally the indigenous of these various lands that have been colonized now i'm not here to say we can revert back to a society where we're all indigenous we're all going to go back that that ship has sailed that is long past but now it is about how do we co-create a new society a new reality where all lives are matter where all souls are 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 a part of a greater whole just like the indigenous knew so we're going to talk about some dark shit today if you want to get into some of those deeper conspiracy theories, we're going to go there. You can call it a conspiracy theory, but let this just be an opportunity for you to sink into some deep energetics that have happened on this planet and take what resonates, leave what doesn't. And let's just see where this goes, right? We're just going to flow this out. So let's start with what's been happening with me lately. So I recently ended up bawling my eyes out in front of my partner who was so gracious and and kind to hold the space for me to transmute this energy related to a news story that broke within the last couple weeks here in Canada and specifically it's about about 90 minute drive from where I live. There was a residential school which we'll get into in a second a residential school where they recently located 215 bodies of indigenous children aged three to you know their teenage years so this brought up a lot of controversy in the news and one thing that a lot of people don't realize is Canada has a very dark history with um, subjugating the indigenous of this of this land obviously colonization came over and just like in the united states and africa many places subjugated the indigenous but we're going to go into deeper levels of why they subjugated the indigenous beyond just trying to trade them guns and whiskey for hides and and monetary we're going to go into some of the deeper darker aspects of energy siphoning and 
go into some of these things that uh, the people who are pulling the strings or the aliens that are pulling the strings behind the scenes uh, were doing in terms of the indigenous. So anyway, the residential school system in Canada, this was a school, this was a system from the late 1800s to as recently as 1996, which is crazy because in 1996, I was seven years old and going to a regular freaking school, still a control school, but it was the public system in Canada. And let me tell you, we weren't fucking beaten or burned or electrocuted or tortured or raped or killed. And yeah, in 1996, when I was seven years old, this was still going on. It had literally been going on for a hundred plus years. So during the colonization period, late 1800s in Canada, those in power said, hey, we're going to quote unquote beat the indigenous or as they termed it, they did, they literally just used the term Indian from when they went and conquered India as well uh, and, and placed it onto the aboriginals and the indigenous here. But that's, a, that's just a typical colonial thing that happens. And they were going to beat the, indig the, the Indian out of the children. So that way they could transform them into good little quote unquote Canadian citizens in the model eyes of the government. So what they did is they literally stripped hundreds of thousands of children. They downplay the numbers. It was very, very significant uh, over those hundred plus years and took them to residential schools, which were boarding schools, AKA torture chambers uh, that were run by the Catholic Church of Canada, the so the Vatican, hmm, well, what does the Vatican do with their demonic shit and all that stuff we know if you dig down the conspiracy rabbit hole? So yeah, just an extension of it, the Vatican, uh, uh, an arm of the Illuminati and the attempted controller species, now in Canada, uh, siphoning energy from indigenous. So we we know what the they're up with the Catholic Church, the Anglican Church as well of Canada, the United Church, a lot of churches here were involved in this residential school perpetration of tyranny. Now, let's set up a little scene here because this is the context that really had me me in tears. And I'll admit, like I'm, I'm feeling the energy right now. I, as I transmute it, I can feel the ancestors of this land sitting with me, giving me guidance to share. Oh man, my perspective, it's coming through very, very strong right now. So I want you to just take yourself back to a scene that we know has played out many times across the planet of suffering and trauma and terror, where you're, many of these indigenous had already been put onto reservations, right? Just like they did with the Trail of Tears in the United States of America. So they were on reservations, but then they're going to go two steps further and say, well, why don't we actually just take the children away from the parents so they can't be raised with the culture, even though they're on the reser reservation? They can't, you know, we can really fucking siphon their energy and cause even more generational harm and trauma. So, there's an organization here called the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. It is the, it, it's the, the police, the glo, it's the Canada wide police arm. And they're the ones who first, you know, brought law and order to Canada and the West when there was fur trades and all this stuff. And they were the ones who enforced the residential school. So what did they do? In this scene, it's, you know, let's say it's a rainy autumn day and the RCMP roll up in the 1950s, 1940s, whatever year it was, and walk up and begin to take children from their mothers. And what would you do if someone, an authority, a government came up and took your child? 
Well, naturally, you're not, you're not going to sit there passively and let them take it. You're going to say, oh, fuck no. And you're going to step up. Many men, many indigenous men, many fathers were literally would have been there saying, no, you're not taking my kid only to be beaten with sticks into that mud face down. The woman, the mother shoved to the ground, likely kicked in the fucking ribs <laughs> because the RCMP, that's how they roll. And then they would have taken the children while the dad's bloody and beaten down and the mom is crying, just calling on the creator to bring back her children and the kids are gonna be crying, dragged off to the school. From there, the RCMP puts them in their cars or their horses, takes them to the local residential school where they meet their new masters. These children meet their new masters, which are the pastors and the nuns who are now their godhead. They are now literally expected, the indigenous are expected to worship and fall in line with everything that these quote unquote God, God, God loving mentor, mentors, I say in quotation marks, whatever they want to do, they have to solve, solve it. So what happened, right? How did those 215 end up in those graves? Well, we damn well know that if you did penetrating radar scans in every single residential school across Canada, which, by the way, is a huge landmass, the second largest landmass of any country, there's a lot of these residential schools from end to end, four or 5,000 kilometer long country, east to west. If you did that ground penetrating radar scan, you're going to find a lot more bodies. You don't have to be a fucking genius to, to know that. We just haven't actually done that because they don't want the public to know these things. So I think it's it's really beautiful in a way that this disclosure is happening now and people are actually ready for it, right? There was something called the Truth and Reconciliation Council a number of years ago where the Canadian government came out and quote unquote apologized to the, the indigenous. Like what a fucking joke. The, the, the country that perpetrated this thing, that the government that perpetrated apologizing on the behalf of the people of Canada. So this is not about sharing, a, this is not about saying a bunch of blame right now. We know the government, the RCMP and those churches perpetrated. We also know that that, that, wasn't, that was a number of years ago. So no one's gonna stand trial or crime for the crimes against humanity. That's gone. There was also the, with the Truth and Recon Reconciliation Council, a number of bullet points that basically the government agreed to in order to make amends. If you go and look at those, it's a fucking joke. Most of them haven't been executed at, at any level. And guess why? Not only because of the government, but because the average Canadian isn't aware and a quote, a conscious and awake enough to really force, to force the government to do that. We're all caught up in our own lives and our own stuff where this just becomes another news story. But now we're moving into this collective time, this collective awakening where people are actually feeling this pain of the indigenous. I've seen so many videos on TikTok since this uh, Kamloops. You can look it up, Kamloops, K-A-M-L-O-O-P-S, residential school. There's lots of news about it. And you can, you can look it up on TikTok and see there's a lot of people from a lot of different ethnicities that are all human that are feeling this pain and that are unifying and standing in energetics of how we must not continue to perpetrate this against indigenous and against ourselves. Now, let's look at this at a really high level. What the fuck are they doing right now, the governments, when it comes to the control mandates of, you know, the quote unquote V, I know, you know, the virus, the, the, the pandemic. 
all they are doing is inflicting the psychological mind fuck trauma, the siphoning energy that occurred in the residential school systems on all of Canada and all of the world that will actually accept it. And Canada right now is accepting it because Canadians aren't standing up to the level that they must in order to reclaim their sovereignty. So that's something that is, is going to become more pressing. And I feel like it disclosure events like this residential school in Kamloops are, are contributing to the awareness. And I don't believe the energetics were ready for this kind of disclosure. And I believe that it was divinely guided that this Kamloops residential school was came out now that it came out now because people are actually receptive to it. The quote unquote average person who's awakening is receptive to it. And this energetic is going to spread and we are going to heal from this place. So let's get into what actually happened at the residential school. First and foremost, I'm not here to parrot what happened. You can go and dive deep into this. If you go onto YouTube or you go into different sources that aren't censored and you know, not the Google and that kind of shit or the government Canada stuff, which is all just lip service to this. If you go into the actual sources, and I mean literally listen to the videos and testimonials of survivors of this system and of uh, written accounts of, of the parents who had to experience this, you're going to find a lot of a lot of really deep pain, a lot of pain and suffering, just like you'd expect from a traumatized soldier who went to war or a child who was put in a hole and kept by someone while they were while they were raped or something like Stockholm syndrome style. And we're getting real with this, right? Because in order to transmute pain and to transcend into higher levels of love and consciousness, we have to expose the darkness in order for it to be felt. Because they, you know, if you're a man out there, a woman out there, you in the in Canada or wherever, you've likely been told big boys don't cry or don't show your emotions or don't be too much, all of these things, right? Well, now as part of this great awakening and this collective consciousness upgrade, we got to feel all of this pain, just like I was crying a couple days ago because of, of this. You have to feel it to transmute it. So we have to know what the fuck goes on. So do some research. Don't be one of those people that gets your Get your sources from the mainstream where they have truth it like they have for many years. The reality is from my research and from watching lots of these videos is there, let's sum this up. It's basically the same thing that they've done to indigenous and people all over the world. Rape, torture, beating, uh, homemade electric chairs, furnaces, burning in the fur furnace, killing. Now, why, why the fuck would they do this beyond trying to make these quote-unquote Indians fall in line with quote-unquote government-accepted standards? Hmm, does this sound a little bit like the mandates and shit that they're trying to do as they roll out the New World Order? It's the same thing. So just wake up. If the RCMP did this and executed this for 100 years perpetrating against the indigenous, isn't it funny that they're the ones who are enforcing the man mass mandates and and the rallies and things like that. It's really, really interesting how we're still playing out this script. So just to tap into the energy of how do you feel you can shift this? How can Canada, how can your nation, how can other places that have perpetrated or are perpetrating against people shift? So it's deep, deep questions that we must ask and go into. I saw one video of a survivor who was, I don't know, probably about 50 years old, um, you know, an, an, an indigenous, indigenous man sharing about how the nuns studded him out. The nuns literally raped him for their own pleasure, where they put him in a bed, they lined up, 
and they made him have sex with them. It doesn't sound very nunly, doesn't? But then again, we all know the whole Catholic Church and the Vatican is a is a complete fucking sham and a siphoning changer chamber. Now, let's look at this at an even higher level, and this is where the perspective gets really crazy when we start looking into the galactic and we start looking into the hidden history beyond this earthly plane, because we know that we've been duped and half-truthed into believing that we're 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 finite souls and after death it's it's over and that we have limited lives but we all know that is true and well i don't say we all know that i will all retract that statement i know this is true in my heart i know many of you who message me in the dms are waking up to this divinity and with you realizing that this is a simulation where we have experiences so what if we scale into that well there is an agenda from multiple controller species and i say that with a k because i don't want to honor them in any kind of way uh, and they're really what they're, they're the attempted controller species. These are the ones who are controlling the Illuminati, the shadow government strings, right? This isn't people who are controlling it. Any of the people you see are either hybrids, holograms, or completely MK Ultra mind controlled trauma and glitching out in order to execute the agenda of these controller species, who ultimately, just like the colonizers of Canada and us and africa and all these places just like they inflicted slavery and trauma well these controller speed attempted controller species are doing the same thing to us and have for many many years we are doing what is happening to us and we have to break this chain where we decide we're no longer going to inflict harm on others and we're going to stand as loving protectors of this planet planet our divinity and and the women and children and men and animals of this world. And then we'll be able to dissolve the energetic. We're not going to win against attempted controller species by trying to get them into the fucking chambers and burn them. It's just not going to work like that. We have to expand into our most loving states to move through this through healing. So what do what are these attempted controller species who have literally gone around galaxies conquering and have come to Earth in order to, I, I believe, to show us that we can move into the light and that we've learned these lessons of suffering as souls and now is the time to move into the light. Well, what do they want? Well, they want to siphon energy because they're parasitic and they have lost a lot of their ability to connect with the God source or God spark, source, intelligence, divinity, whatever you want to say it, God, Allah, the great mystery, all that was, all that is, all that will ever be, quantum field. Now, I like to call it the God spark. What do they want? Well, they want to siphon energy, right? And they siphon it off of us. And it's that whole idea of command and conquer, control. And one of the ways they do this, and they've been doing it for in the Vatican for a long time, is siphoning children's energy, right? Because mo some of the most potent ways for these species and for their hybrids, many of who you see on, see on TV parroting all of this shit of control to you, the politicians and the queen and everything and, and beyond, the generals, all that stuff, they're, they're utilizing things called adrenochrome, right? Where you literally string a child up, a baby up, you torture it to get adrenaline flowing in the blood, you torture it to get the energetics of pain flowing, and then you siphon their blood and you literally use that as a, you know, as an ability to continue to have life on this planet and strength. And yeah, it's really fucked up. This, this is a dark planet, right? You talk about 
people this being a former prison planet like that is some deep deep shit and this is the kind of stuff that was going on with the indigenous right literally literally siphoning souls siphoning energy siphoning this adrenalized blood torturing and killing behind behind um behind doors i have a really great mentor who i've done a lot of work with over the years who i have deep deep you know trust in his intuition and we were talking about this and he was sharing with me that apparently something like the 1970s, you can look this up, you don't have to quote me, I'm not, I'm not parroting this word for word, but apparently in the 1970s, the queen or some high-ranking royals from England actually came to this Kamloops school where there were children to inspect it and then, yeah, 215 people, bodies or, or later. So there's some, there's some speculation and I'll just put it out there, you guys can chew on it how you will, that perhaps the queen and her minions came and actually had some sort of torture ceremony or ritual involving these children. So lots of crazy shit, right? Like this is just, you can call this hearsay if you want, because guess what? Like we don't have the hard anecdotal evidence. So you can dismiss my words. That's totally cool. But I just want to plant this seed for the healing of the collective as something beyond the veil that may have happened. Because guess what? They're not gonna, they're gonna tell you on the mainstream that this is not happening, blah, 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 blah. We're, there's no galactic history. We're on this finite little fucking planet that's hurtling through space, spinning around the sun with maybe some life on Mars. Like, let's fucking look beyond the veil here, people, Soul Tribe, and really go deeper into piercing it because we, we know in our hearts that we're not alone in this universe. We know in our hearts that we're not meant to continue to play out scripts of aggression, rape, terror, programming. We're moving into unity conscious. We're moving into healing these traumas. We're moving into coming together with the indigenous of this land and realizing they're no fucking different than us. And we have indigenous roots in our own in our own bloodline, right? Like I'm, you know, my bloodline goes back to, to you know, the Celts and, and those who came before the Celts. And my queen has Viking and Sami blood from Finland. And we all know at the end of the day, we're all fucking human. I was reminded really potently when I was out in the garden a couple of days ago where I was digging and I looked down and I saw that my hand was covered in blood. I gave myself a, a good little slice and I was just struck by this knowingness that I've had before that in this simulation, in these bodies, in this reality, when it comes to human and we literally stop looking at skin color, stop looking at sexual orientation, stop looking at all these things that, yes, they matter, but they don't really fucking matter. They're, they don't really fucking matter when it comes to being a human, a human. We all bleed red. We all bleed red. We've all suffered in this lifetime and past. And now we get to be this divine pattern interrupt. And this is why I'm so excited about masculine leadership and divine feminine leadership right now, because we get to change and shift. And we have this beautiful energetic of divine source consciousness pounding into us right now. Look at the KPs of the Aurora Borealis. Look at the Schumann frequency. Things are changing. I know personally I'm like on TikTok, I'm blown away by the consciousness that's flowing. I'm blown away by the DMs you are sending me at the New Earth Mask on Insta. Keep those coming. The conversations I'm having on Telegram groups, this this shit wasn't even here a year ago, and I've been aware of it for a while. What about when I first started, quote unquote, awakening in about 2012? 
like people were not talking about this en masse. People are waking up to their divinity. Souls are remembering that there's a lot more than just this, this illusion of earth, that we are the creators of our own reality, that we have divine God source spark in us, that we don't need a fucking church or a religion between us saying, oh, you're going to go to hell or purgatory if you don't do X. Now, fuck that anymore. I don't want to be associated with any religion that has tortured indigenous people to siphon their energy and their souls for sick, satanic rituals. I'm just not available for that anymore. And a lot of people are not either. And this is where it's so important to spread these messages, put this out there, look beyond the mainstream and the rhetoric and find what lands for you and your truth. Now, We've gone into this, this, this crazy deep shit, right? Like we've just talked about some stuff. Maybe your mind's been tripped out. Maybe you're thinking ghost cat. This is totally fucked. Oh yeah. I didn't even introduce myself on the start of this episode. If you're still with me, I'm ghost cat blood. Also known by the name my parents gifted me, Spencer Raymond Madden. I carry the name Ghost Cat Blood, gifted to me by a sacred forest energy several years ago. Now I honor, you know, honor that experience and, and who I am as a divine creator source being enjoying this reality with with that name and yeah i'm the founder of new earth masculine leadership where i support conscious souls both men and women in stepping into their knowingness of their divinity and actualizing their sacred mission here on earth and honestly just having a fucking good time as well right like we're talking about dense heavy stuff here there's been a lot of pain a lot of fathers a lot of mothers who've cried a lot of crazy shit, a lot of tears, a lot of fear, right? A lot of it's fear siphoning that went on in the indigenous residential school system is if you're a fucking controller species, attempted controller species, that is literally world-class siphoning. Like it is like the darkest and the most densest sinister shit you can imagine that was going on and, and they executed. But guess what? We're not doing that shit anymore. And this is why I feel like the whole COVID and all that stuff, it's all going to unravel, even though they try and keep pressing it more and more and more because people are waking up. Why would you trust a government that fucking did this and is still in power? The, the same system is still there. They're still making laws like this, right? And at some point, People are going to just wake up and be like, what the, like, things need to change. And they are changing. They are changing, which gives me so much faith in the future. And this is a really important point. If you are just like, what the fuck's going on? This is crazy. Just remember, we have to have faith. Having faith in divinity, having faith in yourself as a soul, have a faith in knowing that we are transitioning away from dark dystopian shit even though they try and pound that into us on netflix and all of these channels that we if you give your attention to we're literally creating that reality this is why i no longer watch netflix and have gotten off of those crazy dystopian shows and stuff because if we continue to give our energy to it it's going to continue to manifest this is why i want to just share and flip this into like well what can we do to heal our lineages, to transcend this pain, to go deeper into our consciousness, to align more with the indigenous, what can we do? So let's talk tactical, practical, right? So number one, and part of this episode is just knowing that by being on planet earth, you are indigenous to planet earth. We have to drop this rhetoric that it's us versus them, right? Because that creates the divide. It's the quote unquote Indians and versus 
the, the guy with the white skin and tattoos like I am versus someone who is oriented as bisexual versus, you know, a whatever you want to call it, you know, a, a, you know, a Haitian community. All of these things are fucking labels that are put onto us by attempted controller species, executed by the government, school, healthcare, big tech, big pharma, in order to divide us. Because it comes back to the age-old mantra, united we stand, divided we fall. If we stand with the indigenous of the lands that we're residing on, if we know in our hearts that we too are indigenous, this is a huge starting point to collective healing. Collective healing. This is just it, that knowingness alone is the starting point. Number two, educate yourself beyond the mainstream. Go deeper into what actually happened to the indigenous. Feel their pain. Not as in a way that you're taking on your pain and you're going to carry it as a weight of the world burden on your shoulder, but as a way of feeling into that energetic, because this is what we're relearning, right? In unity consciousness, where we're still all unique souls, we're all individual souls, but in unity consciousness, we, when one hurts, we all hurt. When one hurts, we all hurt. When one heals, we all heal. So know that by looking into this truth and sharing it and not getting caught into what is being told to you by someone else. Go right to the source. Source. There's so many YouTube videos. There's so many videos on BitChute, which is a great place where uh, stuff isn't as censored as much as YouTube. Go into these places and listen. You know, if I'm up here in Canada, there are literally hundreds of different bands, Indian councils, groups, tribes, various names are utilized depending on them. And Look them up. Look up your local one and just learn about some of the history. Learn about their subjugation and also learn about the knowledge that they bring. As a, a sacred New Earth guardian, as I, as I know in my heart I am, I truly feel that there I can never learn too much indigenous knowledge, both from globally, but also from the sacred lands that I'm on. And if I can meet someone in person and cross where there's an indigenous elder or an indigenous knowledge holder, however old they are, and they're open to sharing that information and knowledge with me. This is a sacred fucking act. Like this is one of the most sacred things you can do. So basically, you know, <laughs> I like to just say when some, when there's a sacred knowledge holder of indigenous wisdom, it's sit down, listen up, be present and let them transmit that to you because these are sacred gifts, right? And this can also be transla translated online. I recently started working with a sacred medicine of the forest I'm in known as Devil's Club, at least in the colonial terms. And I, I wanted to learn how to work with this medicine and harvest it in a sustainable way that honors the energetic and the medicine. Well, naturally, I went and looked up indigenous elders on YouTube who harvest this. And I learned so much from a 20 minute video of this beautiful indigenous elder who's was sharing how her her she used it her grandma did you know i'm learning about uh, uh growing corn and these different foods and i'm looking to things like this great book that's out there that came out in 1910 from um a reservation of a master corn a master grower a master gardener 
not named Buffalo Bird Woman and the book's called Buffalo Bird Woman Gardening. I'm learning these things and this is something I didn't really learn that much in the Canadian schooling system, right? We didn't really learn about residential schools. In fact, I remember only seeing one page and it was a picture of a, a picture perfect residential school. You know, it has the, the bricks on it and it looks like a great stately building. It looks like a nice boarding school and all the nuns are in their finery and every single kid in it all of all the aboriginal children are dressed in in suits looking real good with their haircut and you know the dresses and they get the one pick and you know the energetic of that photo when i feel back into the energy is is one of control and those kids are up there basically behaving because they're in fear states they're in fear states and that was it right that was it some of us didn't even get that in canada in the schooling system because why would the government want to talk about this kind of shit? why would they want people to be going deeper and deeper into oh shit there's literally thousands of bodies buried all across this country oh people are talking about energetic siphoning oh like these are things that weren't even on the radar of discussion recently and now the energetics high enough that people can actually feel into that and begin to explore it and again you don't have to take it as truth but you can start the process of, of going into it if you feel so called so also, just working on deconditioning the programming, right? Up here in Canada, it's literally this, this identity or profile of, you know, a drunk native is what they would say, you know, because there's been so much trauma from the residential schools thing system, the loss of their culture, the subjugation to reserves, that what is a natural way to continue that lower vibrational energetic in places, you know, alcohol, drugs, incest rape killing you know you know teenage mothers all these things not saying these are these are right or wrong from a soul's perspective because from a soul's perspective it's just an experience but these are these are the symptoms of what's come out and a lot of these symptoms get perpetuated by people who aren't in that circumstance continuing to judge and parrot shit like you know the drunk native which is not true at all. I've been fortunate enough when I was in my, my business corporate career to work in indigenous relations. It was called Aboriginal relations at the time. And you know, I, I've worked with and I've, you know, I've engaged with bands and councils where these are some of the smartest people who care for the land and their people that you, that you will meet. And there's literally just like in, my, in, in society, the flip side. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, it's funny because we carry around a lot of judgment and this is something that I've gone on in my own personal journey having been you know middle class white you know caucasian quote unquote caucasian canadian at least that's what my soul was assigned or chose to reincarnate it into in this realm and being the black sheep and getting tattoos all over my body wearing a rock rock band shirts and like really just kind of for a lot of time looking I still get it I just don't notice it anymore cuz I'm not available for the energetic but that that idea of you know, people looking down or fearing you or being like, what the fuck? Like that guy's fully tattooed or like, you know, stopping and looking or whatever. Like this is the kind of stuff that is, is dissolving. And as a leader, you have the opportunity to check yourself. Where are you projecting onto other people? Where are you accepting other people's projection? Where are you looking at someone and letting en the energetics from your schooling, your nature and nurture, your government, big pharma, big health, Hollywood, textbooks influence your perception of that soul 
And rather than seeing that soul, that person as a soul who's here having an experience, you're seeing the outer shell. You're seeing the fact they're, you know, they're, they're, they're drunk and they're face down. Well, what actually happened to get to there, right? And how do we go further to healing? Well, we don't heal by continuing to project onto them. We heal by trying to understand their story, by learning more information, by talking to them. And also by not projecting that we can fix them or that we are the, the source of their healing. One of the biggest things I see coming in the energetics of Canada when it comes to the, the reawaking of honoring the indigenous of this land and the indigenous with us is very much moving into a role as a sacred space holder, right? Not above, not below, but literally all of us are on an equal plane where we get to hold the energetic of saying, hey, we are here as humans. If you need us, brother, if you need a sister, we can help you. Like, what is it that you require to heal? And this is a big thing, right? Because guess what? There's a fuckload of reserves that don't even have fresh water. And it's been an ongoing thing in Canada for years because the government doesn't give two shits about the abor aboriginals of this country. Let's be serious. They don't. It's all rhetoric. It's all hearsay. It's literally, it's a fucking joke after being in the industry. Like it's an absolute joke. They do not care. So who gets to care? We do. Every single person in this country, every single person on this planet gets to decide to care. And if we all do one small act of kindness or one small act of beginning the process of understanding the journey of others and in indigenous and bringing some of that indigenous knowledge into our life, things will shift. They will shift. And one of the fastest ways to connect with the ancestors of the land, literally quote unquote, the spirits, the energetics of the land that you're on for knowledge, insights, wisdom, is actually to go out and harness some of the indigenous knowledge out there. Now, I'm not saying colonialize this shit and misappropriate their culture, but actually to know that things like drumming, chanting, dancing, sacred circles, working with certain plant medicines, working with the energetics of forest, things that have been done on the land that you're on for literally hundreds of thousands a year are available to you. If you have the opportunity to learn about how a specific culture or band or group does it and they share that knowledge with you or maybe it's online and it feels great, do it from a wide open heart expanding place. And this is how we continue to heal. I also feel like at least on a, a Canada wide level, there needs to be a massive call and petition to give all of the residential schools, which are still owned by the state and the government and the church back to the local indigenous band so they can decide whether they want to do ground penetrating radar scans they can really hold sacred ceremonies to help these souls and these energetics heal uh, many of these children are probably trapped on this earthly plane from the torture you know we know that stuff from psychics and, and healers that there's lots of this energetics where they can be lingering well how can we help them cross over how can we help these souls move on how can we start this healing process Re return the schools and the land to the bands so they can decide at, uh, as a council how, the, how they would like to proceed. You know, maybe they want to tear the schools down. Maybe they want to turn them into museums. Maybe they want to turn them into, you know, sacred camps of honoring where people can go and learn in indigenous skills and wisdom collectively. 
That, that, that to me should not be decided by the fucking government. That should be decided by the indigenous. And I feel like that would be a great way to continue this healing process. I'd love to see more videos and interviews out there with elders who are willing to share their story. Obviously, the whole agenda of the script of COVID is continuing to play out where kids are masked in schools and shit like that. But if there is ever a day where that dissolves and people actually do go to schools, I would love to see um, elders being invited in to share their story, both the dark and their wisdom. I would like to see a lot more than surface level talking about you know how they lived in, out in textbooks and museums. Let's get the actual elders out here. Let's get just any indigenous knowledge holder out here to share if they are willing. And I encourage you to go deeper into your lineage. If you're, for, you know, for me and the Celts or Jen and the Sami, go in and learn about them. What are some of their traditions? What are some of their traditions that you can bring over onto this land to continue to honor yourself and act and activate deeper levels of your soul and that indigenous knowledge? Because it's really a multifaceted, multidimensional perspective and reality that we're in right now where we're in this earthly simulation and plane we're hat we literally feel the earth and underneath us we can go to interact with the holograms with the medicine and other people and we also get to know that we can go hot quote-unquote higher into higher frequency bands and and know that there's lots beyond this planet every single time that you learn about this planet and then you take indigenous lessons and you learn the stories these are all things that you will take back as a soul experience for when you leave this simulation when you finish being on the reincarnating wheel when your karma is worked out when you are literally ascending awakening because that's all it is that's leaving the simulation and not having to come back if you don't choose that's ultimately what this soul's journey is about you can you literally get yourself to the point with your consciousness where you do not have to leave you can you can leave and depart the simulation and only come back if you so choose right now we don't quite have that choice we have to raise our frequencies and many of us have been doing it for many lifetimes in order to quote unquote ascend or leave this simulation crazy stuff i know but guess what we're seeing it more and more you can go deeper and deeper feel what's true for you but just know that this knowledge that you're acquiring and when you listen to the stories, these are going to be things that you take back as experiences. And maybe you may be an ancestor or a spirit guide one day sharing this from this specific eternal now moment, this time and space that we're in with another species, with another soul. All of these things really are, are aspects of the simulation that you can harness. Let me tell you from personal experience that when I started working with indigenous practices, when I started sweating, when I started calling in the ancestors, when I started working with medicines of the land, my consciousness opened up, my ability to tap into my divinity opened up, my ability to hold sacred space for others, for my queen went deeper, my ability to just intuitively understand deeper about the reality that I'm existing in and that great question of why am I here? These things open up to you. These things open up to you. And just like the, the ancient shamans and the knowledge holders knew, you get to now know this and realize this for yourself. And it comes back to how can you harness the indigenous within you? How can you honor the indigenous around you? How can you honor the indigenous ancestors who may have departed or be wandering this earthly realm? How can you honor them? There's no right or wrong way. 
Well, let me say that. <laughs> let me rephrase that. There's really, you can't do this wrong. You just come from a loving heart space. How I would say is you could do it wrong is, is to stick your head in the sand and just pretend this doesn't happen, just like fucking most of Canada did for a long time. Go check out TikTok videos. Search, um, I'm not sure what the hashtags are, but just search Kamloops, search um, like native TikTok, search uh, indigenous TikTok, start watching and listening to some of these stories, a very easy way to consume and and get deeper into this energetics and and learn more about it. And if you can actually set up an in-person connection, go ahead and do that. That is some of the most powerful that you, you will be. If you have a retreat, if you're doing, maybe you're, maybe you have a virtual mastermind or group program, would there be an opportunity for you to hire or invite an indigenous elder in to hold some sacred digital space, right? Because we have this ability to now cross beyond into different digital realms, which is really cool as well. So there is a lot in here. So I'm going to leave it there. We know what's going on with the indigenous residential schools. We know we have part of our healing is to tap into the indigenous with us. We know that there's an attempt at controller species that's going to keep coming, right? And the only way to dissolve that is you can't meet it with violence meeting violence. All we're going to do is perpetrate the script that we colonialism did, right? These species enslave us, try and enslave us, and we go and enslave others. And then now we're getting enslaved into like simulations and shit with the, the technology and the device and the scalar technology all around this world stuff we'll go into in future episodes. It's not going to work if we, if we keep in lower energetics. The only way we can literally awaken, activate, accelerate, ascend, whatever you want to call it, is to go deeper into states of love, go deeper into understanding that we're all humans, and go deeper into knowing that we don't have to play out dystopian scripts anymore. We can have the choice. And when the medium average, when that uh, literally the average frequency that we're having right now on the planet continues to climb and climb and climb, all of the stuff will be exposed. All of the shams will be exposed. All of the lies will come out. And then we will have to sit with it and we will have to feel it and we'll have to transmute it. So if you're out there and you're feeling pain, ask yourself, is this even yours? It might not even be yours. It may be a collective pain, but you may be being asked as a man, as a woman, as a leader to feel this pain in your body and to transmute it. I know a lot of people going through quote unquote ascension symptoms right now. I just passed a kidney stone, never fucking passed a kidney stone in my life. And it, what I tapped into, it was me, it was literally me transmuting like levels of resentment and things that have been stored up in my different levels of my body coming out into the physical. If you're going through these, be gentle, nourish yourself, use discernment, ask, is this mine? How can I transmute this gracefully? Call upon your God source consciousness, your divine, limitless creator, God, God and goddess, your higher self to help guide you through this process. These are all going to coalesce and synergize in your consciousness deepening, in your leadership expanding, your relationships going to the next level, your business going to the next level, right? We, we talk about like, well, how can you make more money because of listening to this podcast? So you can create more wealth, right? Well, you're going to naturally create more wealth when you are seeking truth, when you are moving from fear and closing down and feeling that pain and moving it and transcending it, transmuting it into higher energetics of love. The more love we share, the more love we bring to our life. Naturally, your frequency is higher, create more money, better relationships, all this stuff. So I'd love to know, what did you hear in here? What resonated for you? What didn't resonate? Send me a message on 
Instagram at the New Earth Masculine. Please share this out. I really believe that there are a number of souls out there who can can use this medicine, can harness this medicine within this transmission. I know the ancestors around me are, are nodding their heads right now. And I really just encourage you to, to share this and, and to get in touch and to reach out to not only the, the indigenous around you, but to, to, to the indigenous within you. Reach out to the indigenous within you and ask, how can you activate this? How can you help them heal? And when we do this and more and more people do this, the dominant timeline shifts from one of subjugation, control, rape, terror, all of these things and shifts it into higher frequencies where we can look at it and move deeper and deeper into unity consciousness towards the social memory complex, the idea where we're actually all connected and all of these things are happening and coming out, right? Because this is how we move into telepathy. This is how we move into the illusion of separation being dissolved, which is something that many of us feel. We feel alone. We feel separate, even on the online. When we're sitting alone, we feel separate, which is a complete and utter, it's a complete and utter fallacy. We're never separate. We're always connected to everything because we literally are God source consciousness. We've just forgotten <laughs> because of the controller species, because of the patriarchy, because of the programming, because of the terror, because of the rape, because of the fear. But we are now remembering in our souls, in our bones, and we get to transmute that. If you're interested in going deeper, hit me up. Quantum Masculine Leadership is enrolling for men. We're going to be going deep into activating the indigenous ancestors within you along a host of other areas. You can check that out, quantummasculineleadership.com. Reach out to me anytime. You can check out the truth, truth-seeking channel I have, my encrypted chat on Telegram. And that's in the show notes, t.me slash lines of consciousness. If you're a masculine leader who is ready for a, a challenge and you're ready to step up into your masculine leadership and you're looking for a playbook and a blueprint to follow to do that, head over and head on over to my website, newearthmasculine.com slash challenge for the Sovereignty 77 Masculine Leadership Challenge that will get you on your edge like nothing else, my brother. And if you're a beautiful sister out there who's listening, I will be releasing a group program very shortly. I'm excited about it. It's called Transcending the Patriarchy. Heal your relationship with the masculine so that way you can activate the fullest expression of the divine feminine within you by activating your the sacred masculine. It's going to be really cool, really deep dive. It's going to be very workshop, very experiential. So if you're feeling the call to that, reach out to me directly at the New Earth Masculine, at the New Earth Masculine on Instagram, and we can have a chat to see if you are a fit for that program. It's going to be absolutely next level. Remember, together we heal, together we heal, together we rise, together we rise. As always, be blessed. Aho, namaste, all my relations, like, share, message me. I love you so much. We're here learning this knowledge. We're going deeper into the energetics of love. Might be a little hard at times, but we know that the eternal now moment is all that matters. When we are in love in the eternal now moment, everything will be well. Peace.